Pod, a Youth Cymru podcast. Everybody and welcome back to Youth Pod, a Youth Cymru podcast. I'm your host, Anna Arietta, and we are here for the final episode of the Power of Your Vote campaign series. In this final episode of the series, I'm joined by three Clysevank members, Nadilla, Nirishan and Yayan. With 16 and 17-year-olds now able to vote in the Welsh elections, we talk about important issues like fair representation, the curriculum, how can we improve political education and how can we empower young people to use their vote. We also take a look at what's being done now to elevate the voices of young voters. So here I am today joined with three Bank members this time. So we're joined by Yael and Nirishan and also Nadilla. Hello Nadilla, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm good, thanks. Welcome to the podcast. Um, It's a pleasure to have you. Um, So Nadilla is a Cardiff Uni politics student, um, a Bank member and an uprising leadership programme attendee. Um, and you helped launch Forward Politics along with a group of three other girls, didn't you? So tell us a bit about Forward Politics. Um, I know it's an online social action campaign. Um, tell us a bit about, you know, how that started and what you do. Um, so Forward Politics is relatively new. We only really started on it um, in the new year. And it kind of started with all of us understanding that we all have an interest in politics and we're all passionate about it but we felt that there weren't enough people our age engaging with politics and we felt that there weren't enough opportunities for people in our generation to learn about politics. So we kind of brainstormed for a while and decided that the best thing for us to do would be to create a campaign that we try to educate young people on politics. Um, so we're doing that through you know, social media with educational posts on Instagram and Twitter, but we're also creating a toolkit which um, will have kind of a breakdown of the basics of politics and democracy. So it'll start from, you know, the fact that we don't have a constitution and the Magna Carta and all the really boring historical stuff up to, you know, election day and how you actually vote, which is quite a daunting thing, I think, for a lot of new voters. Um, So we're just kind of aiming to create like a foundation for young people to be able to start learning about politics and find what interests them so they can continue learning. Um, and then obviously with the election coming up, we kind of thought it's a perfect time to do this in Wales because with the new 16 to 17 voters, if they aren't educated, they'll struggle with voting. Like they won't know how to choose for a party and because of that, they might choose to sit it out. Um, so we've kind of emphasized 16 to 17 year olds and kind of are aiming it at them. But that's essentially what for politics is, yeah. Amazing. That just sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, Well done for kind of pulling that together um, and starting that campaign. You know, I think it'll be really, really useful and beneficial to young people. Um, I think if I was given the power to vote at 16 and 17, I would have no idea where to even begin, Um, you know, because I think we're so influenced by like the people around us and our parents and things like that. And we do kind of need to be able to be given all of the knowledge to be able to make an informed decision. Um, So I think that is really good, kind of making young people aware of um, how they go about doing things. Um, So yeah, Yayan, Nirishan, I haven't really said hello to you properly. How are you? You know, what are your kind of thoughts on this? Where do you stand um, in terms of political education? 
Hi Anna, um, nice to be back here for the fourth episode. Um, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel that long, but it's been quite a few weeks we've been recording, which is really good. I guess my stance on this is um, we got to realize that there's already some elements of political education in the curriculum now, and I think what we have to understand is that it's not working. Not the fact that it's not there, because I think the problem that we have is. Um, the way it's embedded now, it's, it's a lot to do with uh, extracurricular through Welshback and other general citizenship activities, which, you know, at that age, myself included, I really did not pay much attention to. I thought those lessons were just like an extra lesson. Um, but thinking back now, I would, I would try and make the most use of it. I guess what we need to think is um, we definitely do need to reform it. And obviously, I know we have the new curriculum coming up. I guess it's how we do that and what young people find most engaging. I think when you speak to young people, uh, when you talk to them, just talking randomly about politics, theories, it can be a bit overwhelming and boring and not, not get people on board. But when you talk to things about, when you talk to them about issues that they care about and are passionate about and link that to politics, you find it much more engaging for them to, uh, to get involved and go out and vote. I think, you know, first-time voters think about not only just what party they're going to vote for, but what issues matter to them and who relates to that the most. And I think if we do it in a way where we encourage young people to be independent and empowered, then that's the way forward, rather than just chucking materials at them for them to learn. But that's my view on political education anyway. Yeah. Um, if the government, you know, I guess we were kind of, this is based around the topic of, you know, the lack of political education or political education as a whole. Um, and, you know, one point that we're kind of thinking of is if the government feel that 16, 17 year olds are capable of voting, um, does that make it then their responsibility to ensure that we are thoroughly educated or 16, 17 year olds are thoroughly educated um, and given the tools to be able to make that informed decision? Um, so, Yain, do you have any thoughts and anything you want to contribute? Yeah. Um, hi, Anna. And thanks for having us back for the fifth and the final podcast of the series. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely important to put political education on the agenda. Um, like Nushan said, it is um, there to some extent. It's not really, um, I can't remember like when I was in school, it going that in depth and really answering the questions that people actually wanted to um, know. I know there's like, there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to kind of teach people in a way that like they feel they can like engage with and that's young person friendly um, and really like empowers them. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's lots of work to be done there. And I guess to answer your question there, um, do I feel there's a responsibility on the government for these new voters? I feel, I guess, yes is the short answer, but I would just like say it is a bit like contradictory that like, we're focusing on like kind of holding young voters to account and kind of educating young voters where like this hasn't happened in the past or, or like we don't really talk about older voters in the same in the same way we just think okay well they've been around a while and they've witnessed stuff so they must know um how everything works and that and um, but there's still like i guess for all ages lots of okay, they've, they've knowledge in certain areas, but there's still like lots that people don't know around like devolution or about like the voting systems or about 
why things work like this and there's still lots that people could be taught but I think yeah with 16 to 17 year olds it's kind of a way to kind of look again especially with like curriculum for Wales 2022 um, look again at how we kind of um, teach people about democracy teach people about like democratic pra practices and about voting and we just think okay well um, the next generation the next generation we want to be more educated we want them to know their rights and how they can exercise those rights so I think it's like quite a pivotal time at the moment in terms of um, 16 to 17 years being able to vote new curriculum there's, there's lots of changes and it's like now is the time to kind of really get it right and make sure that young people are being taught these things whether it's through school or whether it's through youth clubs or whether it's through um, social media or however we want to engage with young people whatever platforms they're using yeah can i i just want to say i think what what one thing we got to realize is uh, first time voters or voting in general i think people vote don't vote for lots of reasons and not that's not just down to a lack of political education um it is partly down to it but i think we've got to realize there's lots of other reasons as well and it's up to us to explore uh what that is when I mean up to us is I mean I think government has a major role in it and they have to steer ahead um, everybody but I think everyone has a role down to schools, teachers, parents, youth workers uh, and other organizations uh, to make sure young people are not lost and not heard in elections and democracy. I think you can't just um, point point the finger at someone else, you got to look at what if you're doing what you're doing is right and whether you're doing the best you can to empower young people to vote and understand that it's not just a lack of political education i think our generation of young people might surprise you in how many people actually know things but still choose not to vote um but i think you have to realize what those reasons are and it's for us to explore those even if they are barriers and we we find them that it doesn't align with us it's still up for us to discuss that and explore ways but to make sure young people are heard I certainly agree with Nurshan that lack of education is not the only reason people don't vote, you know. There's a wide variety of reasons people don't vote. A lot of people don't vote because they feel it doesn't do anything, you know. There's a lot of people my age, on the last election when it came up, I remember sitting about with my mates and being like, all right, guys, let's all go vote. And they were kind of just like, why should I? Like, what What does it benefit me kind of thing? Um, and I'm sure, like, other people have different reasons as well. Um, but I think that this is at least one way we could tackle it because the curriculum is ever-changing as we can see i mean i think just throughout my time in school the curriculum changed like five times on me so if it's something that they're willing to change as often as it, they do then it's something we can ask them to implement in their next changes um and i just think it's one of the perhaps easier aspects of why people don't vote to tackle that doesn't mean we shouldn't tackle the other ones. We obviously should, and there needs to be conversations around that. And I certainly don't have the answers for it, but I'm sure there are people that do. Um, but I think in my eyes, it was the one that I looked at and I was like, okay, this is something I could do something about. Let's think a bit about um, what is actually out there currently. So in terms of the opportunities for us to learn in school about, um, you know, I'm not still in school, none of us are still in school. Um, but, you know, if you know anything about the curriculum at the moment and what opportunities maybe you had um, to, to learn about politics in school. So as of current, as far as I'm aware, the only political classes you can take are the GCSE and A-level government and politics. The GCSE is relatively new. 
the cohort for 2019, I think the first year to finish it. So they're like only what, two years younger than me or something, I think. So it's, it's definitely new, which shows that they are making changes and they are making steps towards it. But beyond that, there aren't many formal opportunities. I think the ones that I think of are actual clerkers, as you said earlier, like the debate club and like school councils that depend upon the school and the resources and your teachers, which not every student has access to teachers who are politically engaged, who will say, okay, let's run a debate club or let's run a model of the UN or any other organizations that, you know, would teach some sort of anything political. I mean, I was quite lucky. I went to a school with a politics department um, and all the history teachers have politics degrees. So we were able to talk about politics, even if you didn't do politics, like it was an easy thing to speak about. You could walk up to the teacher and just be like, what's this? And he'd tell you. But that's not something all kids have access to, which is the thing that bothers me most, I think, because it's great for those opportunities to exist. But if they're not nationwide, there's no point which is why I think there should be the push in the curriculum. Yeah, uh, definitely. I completely agree with what you're saying, because then there's the issue of, you know, some of those schools which are in like underprivileged areas, um, you know, low socioeconomic areas um, where they don't have the funding for those extra activities um, or those extra debate clubs or all of these different things that give, you know, other people the opportunity. Um, Then we come into that issue then really, you know, it's not an equal... um, you know, amount of education that's being spread. Um, it's only those privileged young people that are able to actually access that, um, which is completely unfair. So I completely agree with you there, definitely. Yeah, I was just going to add in that Nadilla talked about GCSEs and A-levels, and it's great that politics is an option for those topics, but I don't think that's, a, I think we need to make it politics on the um, curriculum before that stage. It should be something that's like, taught in like year seven eight and nine where a bit of like democracy a bit of like the history and just like feed it into different parts of the curriculum as you go along I think making it optional like people may choose that okay if it's going to benefit their career pathway or if they're interested in it but lots of people won't choose that lots of people don't do a levels they go to college or they drop out or um, do a trade or an apprenticeship so I think it, it's great that the that's there, but I think we, we don't want it to be kind of just accessible to certain people or like certain classes. We want it to be like every single kid and it's touched upon throughout education. You don't want to just go and say, okay, here it is, now learn it, ready to vote. Because I think that's quite a bad way of maybe viewing voting or democracy, that kind of, okay, we engage with it now that voting's coming up. Um, okay, now that voting's coming up, let's hold politicians to account. It should be, okay, throughout their term in office, um, our like, public officials, we should be engaging with them or they should be engaging with us and having conversations with their community. And it should be an ongoing thing and the conversation should be like ongoing and the learning. For me, I think when I was in, I, I mean, I didn't pay much attention to politics either. So I can't really say, um, I learned a lot, but I think what what was it was there. I think there was some element I remember, especially in Welshback, there was some things to do with um, politics and citizenship and other things. Not not a lot, but it was there. I think what we have to realize is this: it, 
how we teach it is the question. I think you can't, it's hard, I think, for teachers to be um, not only politically neutral, but think about what information that is needed for young people to be able to go out and make sure they're engaged and empowered to go and vote. I think that is really difficult. I think, um, you know, the Senate and the Welsh Parliament offers so many free resources, free training, all of these things to teach about uh, uh, political politics in Wales. Um, and that's there to take advantage of. And I still think to this day, I, I, the amount I understand always is developing. I think there's just there's no set amount that you just need to know to be able to vote. I think it comes a time where you learn things as you go along. And the more you feel passionate, more connected you feel to people that represent you, more connected you feel to an issue, more connected you feel to your friends who talk about it, the more likely you're going to go out and vote. I think all those things need to happen. And it, I think if we solely focus on political education, which is really important, but we have to do it in a way where it puts young people first and not just teaching another subject, because we talked about in other episodes, the pressures young people have now and the amount of things that they need to be done by 15, 16, 14 years old, the amount of things that they learn, the amount of information that they get. Uh, I think there is a way of doing this and, I, and I'm, not, I'm no expert in it, but I think uh, we have to take an approach where it's young people first and we have to work together to be able to ensure young people of Wales feel that they know enough but also feel like their vote matters because it doesn't matter if you go and vote if you think it's not going to make a difference i think that is missing the whole point um we have to realize the messaging that we get across is putting young people first what about um ideas what are your ideas then for possible improvements um in terms of political education what else can can we do i guess we have kind of covered this but if there's anything else you want to add one thing is young people fully some young people don't fully understand it yet and it's about reforming political education so that we include them and message it in a way that they can understand it the other thing that we need to improve is a representation in politics i think there's a lack of acknowledgement especially from politicians and people in power and the media on young people itself anytime elections come up young people are like the bottom of the ladder in terms of news coverage and people that are on panels i think we need to change that. Otherwise, young people are not first. And, you know, if you don't see yourself being as standing one of those candidates, we, don't, we need more people of working class backgrounds, people of people from backgrounds, more young people in politics standing as candidates to, to empower and inspire other young people to be able to pursue politics. I think the other thing is uh, re realizing that politics uh, has become really polarized and become quite harmful in certain contexts. If people are not listening to each other, I think you know in recent years we've seen discussions get really out of hand and you know it could put young people who, are, who might want to take an interest off because they don't want to be seen in conflict with people or don't want to upset people i think we have to realize it's about having an open discussion and we need to make sure these are these are what we can see and what we hear i think if we see and hear harmful conflict and shouting tents uh, discussions it puts young people off it's about making sure we have, we can have that open and honest discussion I think all those three things can go a long way to ensure young people can and will go out and vote and show show their vote their journey I think if you show a young person who they voted for and how that vote made a difference literally show them the journey I think they can see the difference that it makes I definitely agree with Nirshan about the lack of representation, especially in the Senate. As far as I'm aware, at least there's only one person of colour in the Senate. I could be could be wrong there, but as far as I'm aware, there's only one person. And 
that's what out of 60 there's more than that percentage wise of people of color in wales so it's just not representative and i think that definitely affects people's political engagement if they don't see themselves as you said they won't want to engage um in regards of like things that could be implemented as improvements and getting it into like schools i've always envisioned like i can't ps pshe psc days i've always envisioned like political education as like one of those because they're opportunities where you learn about things you wouldn't often learn about in the classroom things that often have real world engagement and you know applications but still apply to everyday life and i think politics would like that'd be an easy way to like slot it in to go one of these days of the year you know you learn about this or however many days of each term you learn about politics um but also touching back on no shan's talk about like debates and it getting slightly toxic that is definitely an issue especially when it comes to schools with the like idea of safeguarding you don't want any students to feel attacked you know we don't know what other people's political ideas are we don't know what these kids are going to come out with if they're asked to debate each other and you don't want anyone to feel like they're being attacked or hurt you know you don't want anything racist or Islamophobic or transphobic coming out of these conversations which i think is definitely a hard aspect for schools to get around because how do we it's kind of the issue of how do we allow this discourse without allowing it to become dangerous, which is definitely something that I need to be tackled, I think. I think that representation in terms of young people, um, that that could be like better, even if it's like people that are like in their 20s or like 30s or whatever, like most politicians seem to be in the older age bracket. And that's kind of, um, harder to kind of relate to people that are um that much older and like I guess like growing up we always think well different generations are have like different ideas and do different things I guess there's like a bit of a intergenerational reason why people may be less likely to engage or feel like they're represented by people that are significantly older than themselves um in terms of like getting it into schools I think yeah like PSE days that could um, work I think you could probably go a bit further than that you could probably look to see how it can be like integrated into like other lessons that have been taught because I know like PSE um, or PSE can only be it's like usually just a really small part of the curriculum from what I can um, remember and I know like Welsh back kind of covers different areas um but i think it's about kind of maybe making sure it's broader um and yeah just like taught at different levels i guess um but yeah i i kind of like agree with um what's being said so what is being done now um obviously nadilla you've got a perfect example where you've kind of started this social action campaign forward politics um so that is you kind of making change and you know we've had some great examples of that over this whole podcast really this whole podcast series you'd agree Nirshan Yai, and you know the, the the guests that we've had on um are all kind of talking about how they how they are implementing this into their work and how they are actually um making change and elevating the voices of young people so i think that's really important and what else is available at the moment um in terms of opportunities um you know that young people can access we've recently had a meeting with Yvonne from Democracy Box and it was basically working on um educating 
young people on politics, it kind of broke it down into like four stages. So like the history, the very basics, the political parties, and then like the history of like what the parties have done to kind of give like some context to um, to like the young people. So, and it's delivered through creative mediums. So that could be um, through podcasts or through like artwork or through songs and music. So that, that's quite interesting as a way to kind of um, creatively push the like, agenda through social media and through like where young people are if they're like listening to podcasts or on like TikTok or um, just like through different videos and through like the creative means. So I thought that's quite an interesting like take on like how this could be like done. So that sounds like a great opportunity. You can access that, um, you know, some of the work that they're already doing on www.omydays.org.uk. Um, so Nadilla, tell us a bit about Forward Politics. Where can people access it and what can they hope to kind of find when they do access your resources? Um, so as of current, the easiest way to access us our social media, so our Twitter and Instagrams, our forward politics. I think Twitter might have an underscore somewhere in there. <laughs> Not entirely sure. But if you just search up forward politics, we should come up. Um, we're also more than happy to have a chat with people as well. You know, if anyone has any questions about politics that they want answered, we're more than happy to, you know, have a little chat on DMs, explain whatever you want to explain to you. Um, going forward, as we create this Google Classroom, we do want to publish it. We're not entirely sure how that'll be though. Looking at a couple of different options, perhaps through a website, perhaps going through schools or through community officers or youth clubs. Um, but at the very least, it'll definitely be linked in our bios on social media, you know, so people can check that out. Um, that's the majority of our resources. Also, we just wanted to point out that if anyone does have anything that they think's crucial, they would like people to know about with the upcoming election, there's a policy that a politician that you love is doing that you know you think the young people would love to hear about let us know because we're more than happy to take a little boost and you know get people to learn and know about the policies that really matter fantastic um i think that sounds like a great opportunity for young people to be able to you know go to someone who's actually like relatable you know similar in age and just be able to have like an informal conversation about politics yayan you mentioned earlier about um the upcoming changes to the curriculum um, so let's talk a bit about that now, um, if you guys have, um, you know, some information on, you know, what we can expect now in the, in the new curriculum and how things are going to change. Um, so as part of our like networking and outreach, we, as uh, Ford Politics, had reached out to Kirsty Williams, the Education Minister, or Secretary, might be wrong, um, for Wales, um, and she'd passes on to this man who worked in the Humanities Department for the curriculum. And he'd kind of passed on where they are looking to go with the next um, curriculum. So he would told me, and I'm quoting him here, that the next curriculum will have a focus on ethical, informed citizens of Wales and the world, that a high quality education on politics and democracy would be essential. So my understanding from that is that they've understood that their you know, piece is missing and that they need to make changes and they're trying to develop that into the new curriculum. I also know that they're looking to do that all the way from three to 16, which means they are pushing that towards primary school, which I think is amazing. Because I mean, as of current, they already teach values and morals to primary school children. My little brothers in primary school, they teach them all about the UNCRC, which is great. And if they can teach that, they can teach a bit more, I think. Um, but the general gist of the new curriculum, as far as I understand, is that 
they're trying to put politics into it and democracy into it, but they haven't given many details on it, so I couldn't tell you how they're doing it. Yeah, but it's a good step forward. I think that sounds, you know, really positive if, if that is what they're going to kind of go forward and do. Um, yeah, I was just going to say it's, it's great to hear um, that and to get that commitment of um, high quality education around politics and democracy. I guess just to give a bit of like context on the um, new curriculum, it's more of a like framework. So um, it's it doesn't really go into, there's lots of information, but none of it actually goes into much detail in terms of what teachers will actually be teaching. I, I believe it gives more freedom to um, to teachers and to schools to work out how they want to deliver those um, deliver those subjects and make them interactive and maybe like combine a few different areas. Yeah, I think what I would say is there is lots of information out there, and if you if you'd want to reach out to us, please do. I mean, we have lots of content around um, politics on Youth Company website on our, on our Clyde Bank section. And also another place you might want to check out if you want to understand the process a bit more around elections, how to vote, how to register, and around parties, go to the Electoral Commission website um, and go to the Wales section, and they have lots of fantastic resources on there that breaks it down. Same with the Welsh Parliament and Senate um, resources. Again, they explain it really well, and you can book like free sessions with them if you want to training around uh, devolution, what you can vote for in terms of what Wales is responsible for. Uh, they are really great resources on this. So I would encourage you if you wanted to find out more to go to those websites and, and check them out. Amazing. So I think that is time to wrap up um, our final episode of the Power of Your Vote campaign series. I think this has been a really, really great series. It's been great to have you, Yain and Nirishan, here, you know, with me every week, kind of pushing this forward um, and chatting about these topics. We've had amazing guests on, including you, Nadilla, you know, who are doing just amazing things, um, young people who are really making change. Um, and I think, I really hope that this podcast will benefit some of those listeners out there listening, um, you know, to access these resources that, that are out there that are provided online um you know be able to access them and learn and kind of get informed and vote uh, definitely register to vote um for the centers so is there any kind of closing um statements you want to make as this is the last uh, episode of this series um i'll, I'll start off I, i'll say that uh, thanks for uh, listening to us i think it's been some of the guests we've had on re had really good discussions around some of the issues i really hope young people are listening think about what matters to you and that, you know, your vote does make a difference. Don't ever forget that. And, you know, Class of Bank is always open to you and it's an open membership for 11 to 25 year olds. So if you ever thought this is something that you want to do and want to get involved in, please do get in touch with us. And we're more than welcome. We're more than happy to welcome new members as well. Thank you for like hosting this series. Um, and thank you to all the like guests that we've had on. We've had some like really great conversations and it's good to see the work that has been done across Wales um, to kind of push this forward. And I guess the conversations, it's kind of the start of a journey, but it's good to see so many people are being involved and being active in those discussions. So I guess for like young people, it's, I, I just say like, get involved, um, join the like discussion and make sure your voice is heard, um, whether that's through like your own actions or just, um, finding the resources to like, inform yourself or like pushing for political education um just to like keep pushing forward and just
get involved and be a part of it, make sure you are represented. And thank you, Anna and you, Khamri, for hosting us. Uh, without you, this wouldn't have been possible. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you very much. Just kind of want to um, add the fact that even though I had access to Uprising, which is how I got into all of this, not everyone will have access to opportunities like that, though I do recommend seeking them if you are interested in things like that. Um, but that doesn't limit what you can do. I think, you know, if you're young, if you're politically engaged, if there's a topic that you're really passionate about that you think people need to know more about, just do it, you know, start your own little campaign, even if it's just in your school, in your local community. If you litter too much and you want people to start picking up their rubbish, absolutely fine. Start talking about it, get it out there and you can make a change. Yeah, amazing. And to, um, to quote the words of Adnan who came on one of our other podcasts, um, the power is in your pocket, young people. So use that power wisely. Um, yeah, it's been an amazing series, guys. And um, I hope to have you back very soon. Um, the next series of Youth Pod will be about something completely different. I'm not sure what yet, um, but we will see. It's always nice to have a surprise. Um, thank you so much, Yaya, Nadilla and Nirashan um, for coming on, talking to me, being amazing. Um, and I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed the podcast and you're watching on YouTube, then please like, subscribe and leave us a comment. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, then leave us a review with some feedback. We would love to hear what you guys think. Make sure to follow our YouthPod channels to keep updated on new episodes. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.